Shalom, shalom. Welcome back to Exercising Your Faith Podcast. I am your co-host, Anita Armstrong, and our host, Mr. Lois Terrell. She's the one who God has given this vision to, given the assignment to for this podcast. And we're delighted to be back in front of you again, yet another week. God has been blessing us with the opportunity to come to you twice a week to bring you a fresh word that he has given to either her or to me. Thus far, we haven't had any repeats or any replays from um, episodes from the past. We've been able to bring you a new word every time. God is constantly refreshing us and refilling us with messages to give to you. On today, I will be giving the word on today. I'll be sharing with you a lesson called Access Granted. And God has given that to me to share about helping people who are we call good people or we call, some of us call them baby Christians or new converts or immature Christians. He has given me this message to help us to help good people or those people I just listed, those types of people I just listed to gain access to heaven. Because we know just being a good person isn't gonna get you through the gates, amen? So I'm going to be sharing a lesson that God gave me to help you with your tool belt put some resources in your pocket so that when you come among people such as in your family, friends, at work, we all know good people who don't have a relationship or don't know Christ like like they can. I'll say the opportunity is there, but they don't know that they can go deeper. They don't know that they need to go deeper and they're missing out on the promises and blessings that God has for those people who know him. Amen. So that is the angle that this message is going to be coming to you today. Amen. But first, before we get into that, I just want to say that um, we are a global ministry. You all know that we have been we, are, we have been sharing teachings that reach all across the globe. We have new listenership that is expanding and we're grateful. The most that we have right now is coming from Germany. Germany has been there from the beginning and Germany, that listenership and that reach is steady growing. And we're just grateful and thankful for you all all the way over there in Germany. And today I wanna just make sure that I mentioned that we have an extension. We have more books on Facebook and Instagram, they have been listening or she has been listening and her company is called More Books. She is an author and she can find her on Facebook and Instagram. In the month of April, she is doing book giveaways. And like we said before, with her book Countdown to Daddy, we can, as far as postage, we can get, you know, if you're a winner, you have to you have to go to her page and find out the details. But this month she's giving away her book called Countdown to Daddy, which is her second book that she's written. It is a children's book, more like a picture book, read along type book, excellent read for little ones such as like first grade and under. Very colorful, very nice book. And she's giving that book away and it's dealing with April 15th, which is the Purple Up Day for military kids. You wear purple and you take a picture and you submit it on her page and things like that. And that helps you to enter in to win. And like we were talking about postage, we can get that postage to you if you're in the United States. Unfortunately, overseas yet, we don't have those capabilities just yet, but I'll talk with her and just see if somebody overseas should win, 
how can we get that book over there? I mean, we can always just try, amen? So I encourage you to find out who she is and find out what she's doing over there in more books and see what's going on over there. And also we have the Sunday School Zoom, which is every Sunday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. And they have lessons and I think it's about an hour long and everyone's can everyone can participate or you can sit and listen, and sometimes I participate, and sometimes I sit and listen. It's okay, but that opportunity is there for you as well. I always say that's like a supplement or an additional spiritual food for your walk, for your learning when you're going through your Bible and study lessons, and it's a great way to connect with others in Mississippi, Alabama, Alaska, wherever you may be you're welcome to join in on the Zoom. The link is posted in other episodes as well. I'll also make sure it's on this one. And you can also find that out on our Exercising Your Faith podcast Facebook page. Amen? All right. So today's lesson is called Access Granted. And it is going to be coming from the book of Hebrews. Mainly, we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 8. And we're going to be dancing around the scriptures of 8 and 10. So Hebrews chapter 8, 8 through 10. Amen. So I want to just start off by saying that the understanding is that Christians are good people. We hear that all the time. Christians are good people. And that good people usually are Christians, but not always. Not always. Okay. And so being a good person is definitely admirable, but it alone, like we said, won't get you through the gates of heaven. Now, this is a huge misunderstanding with many people. A lot of people think, well, I'm a good person. I help over here. I do this. I do that in the terms of doing good deeds and that that alone will get them into heaven. But that is not true. You actually have to have a relationship. And that's what I want to share with you as you are dealing with and working with and loving good people in your life, that it's important that we are able to drop little seedlings, you know, covered in love, wrapped in love, gentle. We don't want to push them so far away, bang it over their heads, because a lot of good people say that when they go to church or when they're around spiritual or religious people, they feel like they're attacking them all the time. You need to, you need to, you need to. I'm going to say that I hope and believe that the reason why it is so harsh, as the good people say, is just because we want them desperately to get it. We want our children. We want our family members. We want the people that we love or we want the people that we like, that we work along with. We want them to have access to heaven. We want them to get through the gates. We want to go through the gates. So in order to get there, we need to let them know how they can access heaven. How can we get it to where they can show up at the gate and Jesus is like, you may pass, you may enter, and God accepts you into heaven. That's what we need to be focused on, amen? So as we go forward, I just want to mention that we know that the enemy lies. The enemy is telling this lie that you just have to be a good person. The enemy has tricked so many of us or so many nice people around the holidays and, and when you're charity events or opportunities come up, you know, if you give here, you give here, even if you give consistently to a certain organization, that that's going to be okay. That's going to get you into heaven. But we all know that that's a lie. Heaven, 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 heaven is the place where God resides. Just think about yourself. You're at home, you're living in your house, you're sitting at the kitchen table and somebody just walks through your kitchen, just walks past you, 
gives you a little smile and goes starts digging in your groceries and start cooking themselves some breakfast. Hey man, I don't even think it's gonna get that far. But okay, let's just say that happens. So you go up to them and you're like, uh, hey, what are you doing? You know, and they turn to you and they say, oh, hey, hey, yeah, uh, I just wanted to have some breakfast too. You're eating, I wanna eat too. You have some good stuff, I want some too. Okay, and so then you let them know like, uh, look, sir or ma'am, you're not welcome here. You need to get out of here. You know, I'm about to call the cops. You know, you have no authority. You have no, you have no access to my stuff. And then they remind you, hey, come on, calm down now. You know, you know, I'm a good person. You know, I met you a couple of times with Agnes or Kevin, whatever. You guys were out at an event and I met you. We introduced and, and I thought you were a nice person. We chatted. You don't remember? And then you're like, yeah, I remember. I remember. I, I, I've seen you. Yeah. I don't even remember your name, but I remember talking to you and everything, and I thought you were a nice person, but uh, yeah, you you can't be in my house like this. You gotta go. I don't care. You know, we did exchange a couple of words, but you gotta go. That's what I think of when I think about people standing at the gate. I, I imagine that conversation with God when the good people are standing at the gate saying, hey, I want it too. I want the good stuff too. I'm a good person. I heard about you. I remember reading about you once or twice when mom was at church and, and this and this and that. But uh, yeah, I don't know you know you, but I know you enough that I should have the same thing. We all know, according to Matthew 7, 21 through 23, when you read that, that God, that God is going to say, I do not know you. Jesus is going to say, I do not know you. And you need to move, move, move to the left. So we continue on with those that are coming through the gates. You're going to another zip code, amen? So we want to prevent that from happening to good people. To people, we need to make sure, those good people, we need to make sure that we go back and reiterate what the standards are, what the requirements are to get to heaven, amen? Fact is that Satan can't make us do anything. He relies on us or people to be spiritually lazy, okay? When I'm talking about spiritually lazy, I'm talking about not knowing God's word and not praying. So many good people, baby Christians, immature Christians, they rely on other people's knowledge of the word and other people's prayers to get them through life. I'm like, to me, it's just, I just look at it as being spiritually lazy. You're not getting into the word for yourself. When you get into the word, then they know what's required. But if you have a, a, a lazy spirit, a lazy mind, then you're not going to read the word for yourself. And you will rely on the bishop, the pastor, the reverend to pray for you, to get you through things. And there's nothing wrong with coming to somebody that knows how to pray. I always say, these people see when they come to me, they know I have access to God. They see me as an, a telephone or a line to heaven, to God. So they'll come to me. And so what I do is I say, yes, you know, maybe they need to see or hear how I pray as an example of prayer. Because prayer is just conversation with God. It could be any any type of way. When I first started out, I, I my prayers were real short, a lot of ums and I don't knows and all of that. But as I gained repetition or practice, or I communed and got to know God, my prayers have changed. My tone, my rhythm, my length has changed. Sometimes it's short, sometimes it's long. So what I do is I say, yes, we can pray. We, it's an invitation. Yes, we can pray. 
I will even lead the prayer, but I need you to be praying also. I need you to be involved in this conversation. And I tell them, it's just a conversation. We need to do this. And if we need to do it a couple different times until you can get it on your own, then that's what it is. But I need you to be able to pray in the event that there is no me. So I let them know that you can do this too. And I let, I let them know that I know it's uncomfortable, maybe even scary, whatever. But we, we can do this. So I invite them into what they're asking me to do. Amen. And so that's something that I would encourage you to do as well. So being spiritually lazy, both of those, when we're talking about not knowing God's word and not praying, both lead to having, not having, excuse me, not having an authentic relationship with God. Spiritual laziness definitely robs good people of power and of not growing in Christ. So being spiritually lazy is a severe lie and a severe handicap. Most of us that are just good people, I used to be a good person before I, be, I became deeper in my relationship with God. I didn't know. And that's why I can say it like that. I didn't know. Nobody showed me. I had to learn on my own. Amen. And so now that I've seen that getting in the word and praying, it definitely strengthened my spiritual woman or my spirit as of who I am today. Amen. We're going to move on and talk about standards, right? God has standards just like everybody else. Every relationship has standards, regardless if you have weak ones, strong ones, impossible ones, whatever. We all have our standards and God does too. And, and he has deal breakers just like we do. Right. And if you look at the Ten Commandments, that's just some of them that outlines what his standards are, what he expects, how we need to behave, how we're going to behave in relationship with him. We can't be out there, you know, murdering and killing and this and this and that and then think that God's going to bless that. We already know, according to the Ten Commandments, that no, he won't. Amen. He still loves us and he's going to give us opportunities to change and get better. But we can't keep going down that dark road and thinking well, there are no consequences and issues that are going to come with that because those go against his standards. Amen. Being in relationship with him comes with affection, protection, respect and honor. And we have to put in work to remain in good standing with him. Right. And he does the same for us. And he has been faithful from way before our grandparents knew each other. From our first breath to our last breath on this earth, he will remain faithful before that breath, the first one, and after that last breath. He will remain faithful. Being in relationship with him, and we're honoring, he's honoring me, I'm honoring, he's honoring me, I'm honoring him. So again, relationship is, is about honor, right? And respect. I'm in relationship with you, I honor you, and you honor me. And we have a good relationship. So in order to have a good relationship with God, we got to know him. We got to talk to him. What good relationship comes with no conversation? And then we have to honor. So to honor him, I have to know what you expect and don't expect. It's important that we share that with our people who are trying to do better and, and, and wanting to do better. The end result, the end goal is heaven. Always heaven. So in order to get to heaven, we got to find out what do we need to do to get there? And it's important that we share that. So three points I want to leave with you real quick before we, we end this, this episode on today is that you can also look up in John 8 and 19. This, this, that scripture really pops out to me, but, and it's very straightforward on God's desires to have us to know him. John 8 and 19, go look that up for yourself. Look that up. That's good right there. Go look that up for yourself. 
read that for yourself and it's just straightforward and that is why when we look at john 8 19 that is why god sent jesus here is to establish standards and establish a relationship with him and to make a way so that we can get to heaven amen before he came we were not going to be going to heaven that's how I feel like there's there was a, something closed up and was like, yeah, we're having some issues. So he sent a representative down. God sent a representative down to heaven named Jesus to fix some things, to let some stuff be known and to solve some issues. And then he went back up to heaven and said, I'll be waiting for you when you get here. Amen. All right. So question, how does a good person, an immature person or a new Christian, baby Christian, all of that, whatever you want to call it, how can they push past spiritual laziness and gain access to heaven? Amen. And so I'm going to give you some points. If you're a note taker, it's a good time to go ahead and, and get your notes out. Okay. And so one of the first points I'm going to share and elaborate on just a tad is to accept the call to consecrate and to sell out. Accept the call. It's an invitation. God's not going to make you do anything, right? He will nudge you, encourage you, all that good stuff. But really, he gives us free will and he gives us that choice. So we have to make the choice. We have to accept the call to consecrate, which is to make sacred or to set apart our lives so that we can be sold out to God, so that we can be sold out to his word, right? We have to believe it and live by his word. That's how we can show our lives to be sold out to God. And we have to sell out to the work that he puts in our hands. We have to sell out to the to the, um, the the vision that he's placed in our minds and our hearts and in our wombs. We have to sell out and give our lives over basically so that God can use us and work through us and the blessings will flow. I'm telling you, doors will open. Life, it, it's challenging to live without Christ and it's challenging to live in Christ because it both of them will cause for action and trust. You will do and be what God has called you to be if you allow him to work in you, amen. We need to make sure we share that with our people, our friends, those that are wanting to know more. I have I have children who struggle and I'm like, if God should come back today, I'm concerned. I'm concerned that are you living and are you being and are you in relationship with Christ like you need to be in order to get to heaven. So I remind them often, I want you to be in heaven with me. I want us all to be in heaven. I don't want anybody to have to go to that other zip code. We call it that downtown, that down under zip code. I don't want any of us to go down there. None of us. I wouldn't want it for me. I don't want it for anybody else. Another point I want to talk about is, is spiritually bond. When I'm talking about bonding, I'm talking about marrying or to become one, one spirit, one unit, one team. So spiritually bond with the Trinity and move as a team. I have an executive meeting every morning. I have my, my, my members are God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the angels that he has appointed to me. We talk, we have a conversation before I start my day. I actually ask and give the angels assigned to me task. I have a meeting at 10. I have a phone call. This is what I would like to happen. Help me to be receptive. Help me to be open. Help me to be fair. You know, I say, this is what I need. I need to happen. So I need you to be in place, go before me and, and work some stuff out. And I will be there and we will meet in that place. And I'm expecting these things to happen. Be with me in every decision that I make. When I talk to Jesus, I'm, I thank him for all that he's done and going to do. When I talk to God, I thank him for the breath, the life that I have, my children. I mean, we have a whole meeting, an executive meeting. Sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it's 10 minutes, sometimes it's a little longer. 
but every single morning I refresh myself, I refresh my mind, I refresh my team. And I also ask God, it's not just me telling, I also ask God, what is it that you want me to do today? He may say, well, don't call that a, don't call that a meeting. That's a ministry. That's a, don't call that a friendship. That's actually ministry. Like the reason why you're connected with this and that person is ministry. There's friend things happening, but understand that she's watching and she's needing me in you. So make sure that you, you know, that you are demonstrating and use those opportunities to drop seeds. Amen. So sometimes we have these meetings and he's telling me what he needs me to do. Amen. So I encourage you to have these executive meetings. Point three, in closing, I just want to share that now is the time to press. Okay. When you look at Philippians 3 and go through scriptures 12 and 14, Philippians chapter three, go through scriptures 12 and 14. It's going to talk about press, right? So read that for yourself again and share that, write that down, share that. So now is the time to press. We're going to be pressing into God. Now is the time to press into fellowship. Fellowship is amazing and it's very encouraging and it's needed. Our spirit, woman and man, our spirit, you know, in general, needs connection with other like spirits, other kindred spirits, other spirits that are loving God. They may be going through some stuff and may be able to share a testimony that will encourage you. You may be able to share a testimony that will encourage them. We need other kindred spirits to help us to go through this journey, to help us to stay focused and just to not not to feel so um, boggled down that other people and other other families may be going through similar things. It's it's not always good things that you're going through, but it's nice to know that you're not alone. Amen. Even though we have this awesome team that is, I say always, it's it's spiritual, so you don't actually get to see and touch. But it, the, what you can see and touch is fellowship. Get involved with fellowship with others. Amen. It's also time to press against the darkness. We're in this world, but not of this world. It's time for us to make sure that we are connecting with other light beings. When I'm saying light, I'm talking about Christ-like beings. Amen. It's in time. It's time for us to make sure that we're pressing in and we are being representatives of the kingdom of heaven the best that we can because people are looking for light in the darkness. Amen. And last but not least, press into the awaiting harvest. The harvest is plenty. The harvest is full and it's there for us. So make sure that you are pressing into that awaiting harvest because God has it laid out for us like the table. Laid out. The table is full of all of the things that we need and want. It's just that we need to get there. And how do we get there? By knowing him. He's not going to just let us in the door just because we are a good person. Make sure you share that. Not just because you got baptized and then back in 2013 and haven't done anything since then. Nothing that he's asked, nothing. You're not praying, nothing. It's time to go deeper and further. Even if you've, get, you've given your life to Christ and you're saved. Yes, when you give your life and you believe that, that Jesus came down on, and died on the cross for you, you know that that is going to get you. You have a relationship with Christ. That, that'll get you to heaven, yeah. But there's also more that God's requiring of us to have a bountiful, abundant, plentiful, you know, all the extras. You have to do more. You have to go deeper. You and me, nobody's exempt. Amen. If you want more of him and want to live the fullest Christ life that you can, you will have to dig deeper. 
remember. Amen. Amen. With all that being said, amen, that's what I wanted to share with you today, that access is available for all of us who know him. Access is granted to those who have relationship with him. And so that's what I want us to be able to share. Remember, these are seedlings wrapped in love and presented with gentleness. And that will attract good people, immature Christians, baby Christians, new converts. It will attract them to wanting to be closer and to know more about God. Amen? Amen. That was a mouthful. Amen. I'm going to send us away with a blessing and then we'll come back again next time. Amen. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. We'll come together before you again real soon. You all be blessed. Shalom.